Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Draft house to watch the movie to go to the IMAX in New York. Oh, uh, you know what I did? I I went to the IMAX. I think I told. I thought I told you. I went to the IMAX. All right, you told me, but um, didn't invite did me. The, right, I remember. Right. <laughs> well, there's um, you know, like the how there's like 19 theaters around the country that's supposed to be like the optimal viewing experience for Oppenheimer. Yeah. So I went to one of them. That by in yourself, Lincoln you go by Center. Yourself? I went with my cousin Joe. Nice. And uh, we, uh, I went during the day. It was like two o'clock on a Monday, and um, I went to like it's like an IMAX. Again, it was like this whole thing. It's like Christopher Nolan was like it's the ideal viewing experience, going to change your life. I definitely could have gone to any theater to see it. All right, but I, I, I've like conceded that the problem is me with that. I just probably don't appreciate like cinema enough for that. You know, I, I don't know, man. Like, what percentage of people do? Right, like you're making these movies for people, not for like cinephiles. The one percent yeah, of I cinephiles mean, out there. Yeah, but I, I guess you, you, you leave the Easter eggs for those people. You know, with like different shots and shit. I don't. It looked great. Don't get me like, wrong. Like, were you like, hoping like like it was the, a visually striking movie? We hope the cloud would be like. I amazing. wanted to notice something. Yeah, I wanted to like notice something. I wanted to be like, "Wow, I've never seen that in a movie." But instead, I was like, "Well, I mean, all movie theaters are pretty crystal clear." Like, I don't know. What's the you movie know, you saw good. before it was that? Very... In IMAX. What's the last movie you saw in IMAX before that? Are you? So that's the funny part. I don't know that I've. I didn't realize this at the time, but I don't know that I've ever been to an IMAX movie prior to yesterday uh, or Monday, rather. Really? Ever, How, ever. It seems like something you wouldn't forget. That's what I'm saying, and I. I if anybody ever asked me if I had, I'd be like, yeah, of course. But then I, I couldn't remember any time I've done it before that. Yeah. All right. I saw Batman. So, but it was... The Bane. Well, that, the my Bane only thought Batman. was it, I, I, I could have seen... I think that was the only one that actually came to mind was was uh, was Dark Knight Rises. But I still don't think so. Um, but I remember... I, I actually remember um, when I saw Dark Knight Rises, my brother and I... We're driving home. We just drove home from Toronto, and the movie had just come out that same day. And we drove back from Toronto, and later that night we had a flight to Minnesota, and we had like five hours to get our lives together and pack for Minnesota for our friend's wedding. And we took two and a half of those hours to leave and see Dark Knight Rises instead. <laughs> that sounds about par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> because because <laughs> social, social media was really just be learning how to spoil stuff. And we were like, we're going away to a wedding where someone's definitely seen this movie. And it's like, we love that movie. I uh, love that franchise. And we, we sacrificed proper packing to see The Dark Knight Rises instead. But... Keeping with the theme of Christopher Nolan, actually, uh, Killian Murphy, um, right? Killian Murphy? Yeah, I think so. Um, there's a bunch of Dark Knight people, little Easter eggs in, in Oppenheimer, too, by the way. He uses everybody but, in all these movies, right? Like over yeah, he's like over. Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's great. 
I love that. Yeah. Um, I love when people do that. So Gary uh, Oldman, Gary Oldman's got to be in it, right? Yeah. I mean, so Gary Oldman wasn't there. He was Truman. Nice. Was he good? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, he was great. Yeah, I mean, he's barely in it, but he's, well, you know what? It's cool. It's not a spoiler, but if you, here's the thing. I was about to <clears throat> let myself sound smarter than I am. I didn't notice it was him until my cousin told me after the movie. Oh, nice. So if I did, I would have been excited and be like, oh, shit, he did the thing. But I didn't put it together right away. Because you know how he just changes his whole face? Uh, like when he was Churchill? Sure. Yeah, have you seen The Darkest Hour? No. I was oh, just going to let you go with it. It's Gary Oldman, and, he, Gary Oldman is, and he's Winston Churchill um, in like his first year in office during World War II. And it's just the... It's so good, and he's like amazing in it, and you would never know it's Gary Oldman, and it's basically the same thing. Like it's just Harry Truman. Like it's he's so good at that. But um, was Burn Gorman yeah. in this? I gotta go to the IMDb. Actually, you wouldn't know who Burn Gorman is. I don't think. Let me look, but I think I'm gonna guess yes. Burn Gorman. He was the guy in The Dark Knight Rises. He was one of the banker bad guys. Oh, I'm sure he was. And then he was in Game of he Thrones. Looks very, he looks very. He's like such a World War II face. And he was in Turn, Washington Spies. Oh, but he's not. That's weird. Yeah, it wasn't in it. That's so, um, yeah, but he looks, he's got the face, though, of, of someone that would be an Oppenheimer. So, um, I don't know, it was very, very good. It was the kind of sh- movie that, like, I would I would allow it to go. It was three hours long, and there wasn't a moment where I was like, this has to wrap up soon. But it also didn't have, like, a peak, you know? It was just, like, a very steady, nice, you know, it, it was, like, like, the kind of, uh, like a good day buzz, you know, yeah. where like I'm not like fucked up, but I'm I'm just kind of enjoying the the ride here. And it, like if it were a Netflix show, I would like it more. Like I would like it if it were 12 hours long of the same shit. But as a movie, I don't know, it was really good. But it, it gave me a lot of different history ideas and Chris theory ideas because a lot of it is about the obvious, you know, like the the kind of um, the choice of what they're doing and, and how some people don't know what they're doing. So a lot of things remind me of what I always said the future might be like. And a lot of things, it's, it's weird, you know, like, um, kind of the way you, you could be villainized for doing just like exactly what you're told and your words could, you know, your own action be used against you. is kind of like the theme of the movie, in my opinion, um, is how like, especially the government in that era, McCarthy and all that can basically just do whatever the hell they want. If they decide that you're a bad guy, you know? Right. Um, so I, I found a couple different articles just about, and I don't have to get too into them because the, the theme is kind of obvious, but basically, and this isn't like a spoiler. If you don't know, he ends up learning how to make the bomb. Right. I, feel like I, think, every, knows I think everybody that. knows that. I got a, yeah, so, <laughs> I got a hunch. So, so the that's what I mean. There's no like tagline of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's kind of a reveal in the movie at some point, but it's not like it's they do it. They, you know, they do a very like crisscross kind of ending at some point. That's the only thing I would say, like, it doesn't miss, but it's like, all right, but we all kind of knew that. It's not because of history, just because of like the way the movie is shaping up. Um, but I guess they got to do what they got to do plot wise. But it, it's not really about anything outside of like his life and his struggle and his like internal struggle with um creating something of that magnitude i guess you know okay and i think if you're into physics and shit 
that's got to be the coolest movie ever. Like my cousin was like, it's got to be like watching Space Jam if you're into like nuclear science and physics and like because it's all these you know Hans Bethe and Albert Einstein and obviously Oppenheimer and all these brilliant you know like the people with buildings named after them and Einstein from like that. Mount Rushmore too. Yeah, he's on our Mount Rushmore. Did it make you feel also, they had better about that? Yeah, and they had a Chris Three reference in there. Uh, they they didn't mention Chris Three by name, believe it or not, but they kind of suggested that we're going to be a podcast one day. Uh, kidding, but they did <laughs> reference Chris Three. Uh, so at one point, um, they asked Oppenheimer why he's never gotten a Nobel Prize, and he said, um, "He said I don't know. Maybe this will be the project that does it." And he said, I don't think building a bomb will get you a Nobel Prize. And he said, Alfred Nobel invented dynamite. Then he looked in the camera and said, Chris Three, where all podcasts are available. But I was like, oh, shit, we did an episode about that. And I felt smart for a quick minute. But um, that? to me, that's how it went. He turns to the camera and says, Chris Three. But the, uh, so it was a cool little moment there. But it's kind of about that stuff, just kind of um, how that, that was my bigger takeaway of like when he makes it, I don't want to spoil it if this is like, cause it was cool for me to witness for the first time, but basically he just, once he makes it, they're like done with him. You know what I mean? Like they don't right. even, I was expecting there to be a scene in the movie where he's observing the bomb getting dropped on Hiroshima. He has nothing to do with that decision. So I think he thought he'd be more consulted on how it works you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, and, and, you know, the decision-making he thought I think would be a little bit less of a hair trigger. It would be something that you like, Oh, should we do this? And more of a moral dilemma. But when the army got it, they were like, we're dropping it. And they were like excited. Like that's kind of how they come off in the movie. It's like excited to drop a bomb. Gotcha. Um, that can kind of ruin everything. And, um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting because there's a few different scenes. Uh, one specifically where a really good friend of his, I'm looking for his name right now. Sorry. Um, uh, Jeff. Yeah, that was it. Jeff. That's all it was. <laughs> no, sorry. I have it written down in front of me too. But basically he, um, a good friend of his, that's like a, a genius kind of, um, well, obviously, uh, he wanted to appoint well, I mean, him he be friends as with guys the head geniuses. of, well, like to, to recruit him for that type of project, yeah. you probably have to be, have a genius. Yeah. Um, so basically he wanted to recruit him to be like the head of a really important division. And he just, he kind of freaks out in the movie where he's like, I, I'm not going to, and I'll give you the name in a second. I just can't like multitask at all. Uh, and there's so many names in front of me that it's just, I'm going to get it wrong. But he basically says in there that um, there's been so many scientific breakthroughs leading up to almost to the minute in a really odd way of the making of the atomic bomb and uh, the person that he was trying to recruit for basically was like, I'm not going to let all of our, uh, all of the work that we've done and accomplished just go towards a weapon of mass destruction. I think it's the first time that term was ever used. And um, he kind of like freaks out about it. He's like, I'm not doing that. And he helps out here and there because he wants them to do it responsibly. Because if you do it wrong, they kind of suggest that you could destroy the entire world with one bomb if it were done incorrectly uh, at some point. So... I don't know. I thought it was a cool dilemma because also I've always known about the Manhattan Project and like what it was. I didn't know they like built a whole city for it. I thought it was like they found a small city that they could take over. I didn't know they literally built like Los Alamos was built 
for the making of the atomic bomb. Well, I think they and kicked out it, some people who were living there. Uh, yeah, but they also they like constructed the city itself, like with stores and restaurants, and because they needed to recruit families, and they said like good scientists weren't going to leave their families for three years because they also weren't allowed to have phones and really any outside communication because of how uh, the security clearance of the project. So Oppenheimer's suggestion was you're really not going to do that if you don't build a livable place where people can live with their families. So they built schools, they built everything. Uh, they created Los Alamos for that project. And um, at the end, they basically, Oppenheimer said, give it back to the to the Native Americans. And they like, no, we have to keep making bombs. And that wasn't a part of his plan. So they basically kind of took his recipe and kicked him out and then prosecuted them for being a communist um, for like no reason at all. It's just weird. But like, I guess once you know too much kind of thing, you know, I don't really understand it. Like the, the logic behind it. And they don't well, the really control. They want to control. try to, yeah. And they don't really go over to the movie. Well, there's a lot of things again without spoiling it in the movie that are more rooted in like bitterness. So it's not so much like, oh yeah, he have, you have to control him because he's such a genius and that can be dangerous. He's um, they they just they want to control him. Uh, I'm sorry. They they want to they like he pissed people off in the process. And then once he was being celebrated as like the best American in the world or best American and the smartest man in the world and all this shit, people started to get bitter and jealous. And then they would remember times he maybe embarrassed them publicly. And now they're in more powerful positions in government because they too were very successful in, in the project. Right. And um, all kind of started to prosecute him in a way that was like just kind of rooted in, like I said, just jealousy. But it's weird because you're watching this movie and you feel bad that these people are picking on Oppenheimer because you kind of get to like him in the movie. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, he's just a genius. And I, I read a lot of the book. I didn't get to finish it, uh, American Prometheus, before the movie because I wanted to understand him a little more going into the movie. And he's he's cool as shit. Um, he's like, he was bad at everything until he understood it and then he became the very best at that thing and i mean like everything he did not so much he wasn't athletic he didn't do sports he didn't even follow it but um or like he didn't follow anything until kind of later when he had to but you know when he was a teacher he was the worst teacher and then in about a month he was the best teacher that he had like people were following him like a cult you know he just had this incredible way to understand things that are going on so you're watching him and you root for him, like I said, and then you feel bad that people in the government and, and his uh, other people in science or whatever are messing with him. They're trying to basically prosecute him for being a communist and take his security clearance and all this other stuff. And you, But then you're like, I, at the same time, though, like you, not out of bitterness or anything, but out of like curiosity, you created something that can, that like changed the entire world for the worse. So you kind of feel bad for the guy that created the worst thing ever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it's a it's a cool movie because you don't know like who to not who to side with because he again he's the it's all the movie's in the first person. You know what I mean? It's like through his eyes. It's very, um, it, you know, it's very biographical. But there it there's fun little struggles inside of it. Like I don't know what I would do if I were approached with the project. Some people are just so excited to drop a bomb. You know, they, they want to just destroy shit. And his, because he's Jewish, or was Jewish rather, most of his, most of his reason for building the bomb 
uh, morally, where he morally, you know, made a moral justification was that it was going to be dropped on the Nazis and they were working on one as well because he met Heisenberg, the scientist that was the Germans Oppenheimer. Right. He, they've known each other and he knew how smart he was and he was like, well, but he met him when he was young and he's like, he's a lot smarter than I am. But at that point he wasn't, you know, he's like, so if he's ahead of this, we're, we're kind of screwed, you know? So his motivation was the, the Nazis are going to have one soon and they kind of deserve it. Uh, and then when Hitler died, he was like, all right, well, we'll finish making the bomb just to show that we could do it, you know, and, and finish it. But there's no need to drop it now, you know. And then they're like, oh, no, the Japanese are worse. And they kind of just bullshitted him. And they just seemed like excited to drop one. Like, And he just felt like he he referenced um, uh, like a Hindu scripture. He called himself the destroyer. Uh, uh, he became death, the destroyer of worlds. Right. Which is like true. Um so it's kind of sorry. I feel like I went on a rant, but I wanted to fill like fill you in on everything. That Let's just was hope like, this isn't one of those takeaways. shows where they can only hear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I guess what I wanted to say was like, how would you feel about one of two things? Because I think the future is going this way. A lot of Los Alamos people had no idea what their project was. They just had a job to do. And they didn't understand what it was, but they knew that it was top secret. And once pe once they saw Oppenheimer and a few other scientists walking around, they understood it was probably a massive bomb. Like morally, could you do it? Like willfully blind, just not care. Um, and two, I think what's going to happen in the future is like with AI and um, people that have the jobs that people are worried about that can get taken. You know, like. Um, you know, like like the people that don't run their accounting firms that can maybe or like paralegals and um I don't know, data collectors and stuff like that. Anything that AI can take. I think people are gonna be resigned to like waking up in their house. They're just gonna get paid from Amazon or Google or whoever and just press buttons not knowing what they do. Like I don't think they're gonna like have you ever seen Severance? Yeah, uh a few episodes. Me too. I, but enough to kind of gather what I'm getting at, right? right? Like, right. I don't think they're going to blank your memory, but I think you're going to like wake up and just start doing shit, entering a code, learning how to code. Like, I think, and it's going to be almost like a um, universal income. You know what I mean? That's interesting. That's dark. So I was looking at Los Al. Yeah, I'm not the universal it's income. But yeah, it's just a very, dark, you know, it's very black mirrory of you, Chris. Well, yeah. Well, that's what it, I think. It makes a lot of sense. And so I was watching Los Alamos, and I was like, oh, this is kind of. Christery, because that's always what I like to do. Find the old thing and bring it to the new thing. Right. So that's why I gave you that whole long story. It was like the moral conundrum of it and all that, because I could just say the buttons thing. You're like, yeah, who cares? You're probably working on shipping and logistics. But like, you don't know that. You know, like these people were coming in. We're like all different Ender's walks game. of life. Plumbers, this, that. I never seen it. Yeah, you read it. Reddit, Reddit, sorry. Read it, Reddit. It's a cool book. Too, it's a cool book. It's very, very weird at the end. Like the very end is very weird, and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll stop. But it's an interesting. It cool was a book. movie too. Yeah, I guess so you can watch I, the movie. Yeah, I just think that's kind of no. It doesn't look good. Uh, I never that's saw the kind movie. of my. That was my big takeaway from Oppenheimer. It was like everybody. I feel like everyone knew they were doing something wrong, and like, could you justify it if it's? Oh, well, it might happen to me, so we got to do it first. Kind of kill or be killed, which I understand. But, like, I don't know. Like, like the scientists that walked away from the project, they were being told that this was bigger than electricity. It's going to be the biggest science thing ever. So it's also, like, 
if the peak of your field is mass destruction, do you want to reach the peak of your field? Like, I don't know. Uh, but, but your mass destruction is someone else's uh, save the world. You know, they're going to beat us to it and they're going to use it and someone's going to figure it out. Let, let it be us because we're on the right side of history, supposedly. So I feel like that's where I would probably land, especially back then when you don't have as many opinions. You're just kind of getting the news one hour a day. Know, and then you didn't know this could be morning. Like, you don't even know. That, like, if someone's like, hey, Chris, build a thing that'll split, you know, like oxygen atoms to help the ozone or whatever. Like, I could try. Sure, that'd be great. You know, never been done before. I don't know what this is going to be used for other than helping the atmosphere. Well, they most scientists knew it was a bomb. All right. But they, I mean, <laughs> so that's the thing. But their thing was, well, yeah, it's a bomb, but it's also the apex of science. It's the most sciencey science thing that's ever existed. Right. And we want to be a part of it. And like actually when Oppenheimer was signing his uh, his contract or they had to sign like a, a loyalty pledge, I guess. And it said that first and foremost, his loyalty is to the United States. And he actually crossed it out and wrote to science. So he was like, I'm not really doing this for patriotism. I'm doing it because I think it's the best thing for science that that this gets made by me and not someone else because I, I know what to do with it. By the way, you got to do the and read. Then, but we didn't kind of... Oh, shit, son. All right. I didn't mean to interrupt your, Let me do that. <clears throat> your monologue. But, uh, yeah. So I went on a rant. No, it's not a rant. This is a show, man. You're supposed to do on a podcast. Am I ready? Is everyone ready for this? We got another sponsor. Show's doing well. If we're this is like our third sponsor. Spon yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Congratulations. And also, listen, like, not to, you know, I've been busy. Don't you gotta right? can you gotta can me a segue into this? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Yeah, I just did it. <laughs> it doesn't even tell me to do it. This is my please personalize part. Go ahead. I I'm think please just personalize. Like, hey, just talk it. about it. Like no, how but, much easier this is. No, I. So no, well, that's the thing. I've been busy. Yeah. So and a lot of people think that like when you open a restaurant that you work uh, like that you eat a lot. I don't. I maybe other people do. I'm not saying like oh in the business that's not how it works. For me, it's not that way. I I just work when I'm at work. I don't do anything else. I'll look for shit to do. Maybe I'll try food if there's something new to try. I never eat at work. Um, so great advertiser moment, you know, you know, shined upon us factor. Um, no, America's number one ready to eat meal kit. And then basically what you do is, sorry, I'm messing this. I'll one tell up. you, you America, heat it up in two minutes. Out. It's just basically they send it to you and it's ready to go. So you get home. Well, that's it's fresh. I was trying to it. read it, so I if I knew I could just say it like that, I would have said it. That's what. But that's the thing. <laughs> I'm here I, to help. I, I come home from work. I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to cut shit. Nor do I want to. I don't want to do any work. I don't want to do more food work than I've been doing all day. I want to heat things up. So my favorite part about this is factors they, introduced. They were they were giving you free meals, and you still haven't like requested them, and it's just like just send well, me all the filet mignon, please. Like there's just, there's just like I. I, well, now, to be honest, now I know what I want because I'm reading the read, you know, like <laughs> yeah, <okay>. the idea. <laughs> the, I, I like. Well, I would like a green goddess chicken or a grilled steakhouse filet mignon. But truthfully, Do when they get steak at weddings? No. So at a wedding, uh, I guess I do. I go with the safest option because I think most weddings just keep food, cooked food under a heat lamp for like hours. Um, 
I, I will say the brownstone, I think that's what makes them special. They do everything a la carte. Nice. Uh, like you order your you order off a menu at the wedding there. So like we don't have it ahead of time. But if they ask for your meal ahead of time, that means they're cooking it ahead of time. So I'm like, what do I not mind being dry and kind of shitty? And I usually go with steak there because they usually put a sauce over it because it's dry and shitty. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's usually my move. I, I avoid seafood um, at weddings. Chicken's just pedestrian, usually, you know. Like, always. If you can have a steak or chicken, you go steak, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think the chicken's always going to be that same kind of on the bone, almost good kind of thing. You yeah. know, I love making chicken. I cook chicken a lot, but I never order it out. So, uh, but no, no, we're not here to talk about weddings. Okay, we're here to talk about Factor Meals, son. So. Head to factormeals.com slash Chris350. Use code Chris350 to get 50% off. That's Chris350 at factormeals.com slash Chris350. I'm doing that finally. I got yelled at for not putting my order in. In my defense. You didn't get yelled had at. You just, I you just got email, reminded. You have bump, had, several bump emails. But here's the thing. Had I read the email... I and knowing that free food was coming, I would have done it way sooner. I didn't know that was the read. I just thought there was an ad read, and I was excited about that. And I was like, I'll read it during the show. I don't like read them emails. I just thought that's like, it's like getting mail. You know, it's like, all right, let me just. I know what this is about. Like they send me my debit card in the mail. I just take the card. I don't read the letter. You know, right? Do and you? then when you have to, oh, yeah, because sometimes it's like, hey, you have to go activate this. At like, you know, Chase.com. Well, there's a sticker card. on it for that. I guess you're right. Yeah, oh, but the sticker point. says all that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I didn't know that free food was coming. So now I'm going to, I'm personally, I'm going to go with the Green Goddess Chicken as we discussed because we're not going to a wedding. This is something, I love eating chicken at home. Uh, the filet, how many meals am I getting? I just get one? I don't know. She didn't say. No, I think you All get right. like a week, well, and, uh, maybe two weeks. You might get like six or seven. 34 weekly restaurant quality options like bruschetta, shrimp, risotto, Green Goddess Chicken, Grilled Steakhouse Filet. I'm actually reading this to you now. Like I'm not even doing, the read's over. I'm just <laughs> it's good. Like, yeah. Going for what I want to eat. But yeah, they have lunch to go. It's effortless, wholesome meals. I'm actually very excited to do it because I have, I get yelled at by everyone in my life because I just have not been eating. Uh, so, because I'm just too lazy yeah. when I get home. So I am. So, uh, you know, a nice two minute boost from Factor Meals. I'm very excited about that. And I will be very, very honest with my review of them um, because the read's over. So I don't know if they'll do another one, you know? So if yeah. it's good, I'll let you know. If it's bad, I'll let you know. I'm sure it's great though. There's a calendar. The, um, the menu switches. There's a calendar when you go on the website. Like this week's yeah, meals. Yeah, I'm always on the this website. This week's meals are. No, I mean like on the... <laughs> oh, yeah, you knew that. I'm sorry. Why am I telling you that? <laughs> uh, all right. So do you have anything about my Oppenheimer rant about the future or past? I don't think we have time for both, but do you want to talk about one? Shout out to Factor. Uh, no, man, I think I think you were on a roll. And, you, and I didn't see the movie. Like I just know what it is from like history, you know? For being a history guy. Yeah, that's what was cool about it. It, it felt... It's going to win every award. Yeah. It, it felt... Yeah. It, and I also have a theory on the Barbie thing. Like, the Barbie Oppenheimer kind of mix. I don't understand it. Like, I haven't understood the cross-promotion on that this whole time. And I kind of figured it out after I saw the movie. There's a lot to be, like, ashamed of a little bit if you watch Oppenheimer. Not that we, you... Like, anyone that's watching it had anything to do with any of it. But, like... It's a lot of the flaws of man kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like arrogance made the bomb get dropped. Curiosity kind of made the bomb get created. And there's a lot of ego in there uh, when it comes to just the way he was persecuted afterward versus and the, you know, dropping it. And um, there's a lot to feel icky about. 
You know what I mean? Because sure. like you'll find some one of your ugly qualities you'll find in one of the characters or one of the situations. I, I felt a lot like watching it. Like when I left, I was like, I don't know if I like that or not. Like that movie. And then like hours later, I was like, wow, I actually loved it because it just makes you feel shit. And I usually don't. So ever, <laughs> not just in movies. So I, I um, I think the Barbie Oppenheimer like thing has kind of been like. You know when you say something really serious to like your wife or whatever, and then you like throw a joke in there to like soften it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When you'll be like, "Oh hey, like, like oh yeah, you were really nice to that." Like I, I don't know how to. Yeah, I, I don't do that, Pastor aggressive. But you know how you like, you know how you'll do that, like throw an LOL after like a, "Hey, still waiting on that check?" LOL. You know no, what well, I mean? I mean, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. I don't. I own it. That's what Barbie. That's what Barbie feels like. It's like I'm excited for Oppenheimer, but I don't want you to think I'm I'm a crazy person <laughs> like because it's it's dark you know when you really consider the theme of it it's a dark movie like it's a lot of relationship stuff a lot of awkward moments and just like no time for bullshit because of the stakes you know what i mean so right. like there's no time for like politicking but then when it's done it's a lot of politicking you know it's really i don't know it's really cool everyone should see it um, I liked it. I thought it was a cool Chris Terry conversation. I hope this wasn't like a movie review. It's really more about, you know, the moral, like where I thought of it morally. But it was kind of, I don't know, it's just making me think a lot about stuff because it's like you don't realize how you're, like they none of them are thinking about how it affected the people the bomb got dropped on. It was all about like science, winning wars, America being tough and strong. And then, um, you know, I and then the way he was celebrated after seemed to really bother him because he's like, they also didn't know how big of a destruction it would be. Right. They were like, this could be anything between hurting like a thousand people or literally destroying the world. Like, let's find out. So, um, I don't know. Good That's movie good. though. Yeah, maybe they had to co uh, compartmentalize that. You know, like don't think about the real people. Like, let's just do it. Well, they made it about Oppenheimer for sure, but now I'm going to no, finish no, I the mean, I mean, I mean like the, the scientists. They weren't. They can't be like, how many Japanese people am I going to kill with this? They were probably. Well, they probably just have to be like, let me just like, I just got to get that out of my mind because I will not be able to cope with this. And most of the creating of it, they didn't plan on dropping it on on the Japanese people. It seemed like so right. that was a pivot that they watching them um, accept that was the weirdest part of the movie to me. Like. Well, Watching them try to justify, all right, well, we did all this. It was kind of like we did all this work. Like, uh, it's not going to be for nothing. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like they, there was no anger. Like, they, I don't even think they mentioned Pearl Harbor or anything in the movie. They're just like, well, the Japanese are smart, too. They have really good scientists, too, so we should still worry about it. And that's kind of how they were like, because you could tell it's just exhausted at that point. And, like, I, I need to, we need a payoff. We've, we've been through too much. You know, yep. and that's when they weren't considering at all the magnitude. And it was, it's cool. That's what I mean, where you might see parts of yourself in there that are like, oh, I wonder if I do that. Where I'm like, I don't care. I've taken it this far. I don't care if, if it's unnecessary. I'm doing black, you know, whatever it is. But I don't know, a lot to think about. Yeah. Did you get popcorn? I feel like we really Christeried. This was a Christery today. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You made a like we didn't make it about like the blackberry or like you know like me being busy which i think is good yeah i agree great job five stars thanks man subscribe rate 
Appreciate. <laughs> Tell everybody you love this one. Hit. Who knows? We should just go see a movie uh, every yeah. week and review it. Yeah. It has I, to I have mean, historical no, no, there's no podcast. No podcast do stuff like that. So that's a good idea. Have you seen Casablanca? I, I love Casablanca. Yeah. Can I tell you one of my restaurant ideas is a Casablanca themed restaurant? I can't. T- uh, I can't tell you the name, but I have a really good idea for it. Okay. Great. But it's like I want to do a French Moroccan place where like you like where people perform and like it's like white tuxedos. I love I love that era of like time. I'm going to uh, text you a bunch of my guesses. Okay, I'll so be surprised if you get it. Well, it's a pun. I'm assuming it's a pun on Play It Again, Sam, but maybe not. No. Nope. All right. Nope. All right. It's, uh, yep. No, don't, I mean, don't reveal it. A, if, if there's some bad actor listening here who steals that's, it. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what if there's like a, a <laughs> wide audience? <laughs> yeah, I can listen yeah, to Chris Manzo's 12th a, episode of Christery and steal yeah. his Casablanca restaurant. A they have a tremendous handle on French Moroccan cuisine. And performance venues, yeah. And they, uh, they, they are to take it. So I can't tell them the. I, I at least can't give them the name. Everything else they can come up with. Got it. All right, great show, man. All right, this was good. Wrap it up. Yep. Bye. Bye.